Welcome everyone to 10 Minute Video Game Tips from Rated G Games. I'm your host Dan and today I'm going to be talking about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield are of course the Nintendo Switch's first full-on new Pokemon games as Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee were more full-on remakes of the first generation. When the Let's Go games were announced a lot of players were fearful that those were Nintendo's full-on Switch RPGs. But they just turned out to be a stopgap in the Pokemon series. And with Pokemon Sword and Shield's new Isle of Armor DLC announced, I figured it'd be a good time to cover some tips for maybe some new players in Pokemon Sword and Shield. There is, after all, quite a few quality of life improvements that really helped with my enjoyment of the series. Stuff that just made the made the game experience a lot more smooth than it had been before. So without further ado, Pokemon Sword and Shield tips. Tip number one. For tip number one, I mentioned earlier about Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. And if you played either of those games, you can get yourself either a Pikachu or an Eevee early on in Pokemon Sword and Shield. First, you have to make sure you have a save file from either one of those games still on your Switch. I don't believe there's any requirements for how much you have to have played. It doesn't seem like that in my research anyway. So as long as you have a save file, even if you can get access to the game for a little bit, just to get a save file on your Switch for Let's Go Pikachu you let's go eevee you can still get the corresponding pokemon they're found very early in the game when your train is headed towards motostoke and gets derailed as soon as you get off the train on the left hand side there's a man with brown hair and a woman with blonde hair they'll recognize you as having let's go experience with either eevee or pikachu so you talk to the man if you played let's go eevee and he'll give you an eevee uh, if you played let's go pikachu you talk to the woman who will give you a pikachu but they're not just an ordinary pikachu or eevee they're special pikachu and eevee uh they do do not evolve and have the ability to Gigantamax. They're definitely not the strongest Pokemon and will probably only help you more towards the beginning of the game, but it's still a neat thing and a neat reward that you get for having played the Let's Go games. Tip number two. For tip number two, you're going to want to do some grinding early in the game. It's well worth it early in Pokemon Sword and Shield to level up your Pokemon a little bit higher than necessary. That'll easily negate any type disadvantages you may have, especially in gyms early on. So wander around the wild areas, search in the grass, catch everything you can, and fight the stuff you've already caught. And certainly don't forget to battle the other trainers you may come across. They'll give you the big, biggest experience boost of all. It's especially easy now nowadays with experience share being standard in the game. Just as long as the Pokemon's in your party, it'll get experience from battle. Tip number three. And talking about the wild area, that is the biggest new addition to Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's basically a big open area where you can rotate the camera in 360 degrees, has a bunch of different types of topography, weather, places to explore, and lots of Pokemon wandering around. And also the max raid battles. If you notice the bright red beams coming out of the ground in various places in the wild areas, that's where the max raid battles take place. Max raids are where you and three other players take on a Dynamax Pokemon. Try to beat him, and you have the ability to capture him and get Watts afterwards. Watts are the wild area currency that you spend on various things. The weather and location in the wild area also affects what Pokemon you're able to catch. So, for example, if it's snowing, you're more likely to see ice-type Pokemon. Water-type Pokemon like to hang out near, well, water, rivers, and lakes. You can sneak up and Pokemon in the wild area by tiptoeing up to them instead of just running at them. And if you want Pokemon to come to you, you can whistle at them by holding down on the left stick. That's especially useful for Pokemon that are just out of reach, like flying Pokemon, who may not just attack you out of the blue. Tip number 
board. One of my biggest pet peeves in a lot of the other old Pokemon games was when you wanted to swap out Pokemon for whatever reason, maybe one was too weak or it didn't fit the types that you were coming against, you had to trudge back to the Pokemon Center and use the PC and take the Pokemon out. If it didn't work out, you had to trudge back to the Pokemon Center and so on and so forth. But now in Sword and Shield, you can do that from the comfort of your own menus. So if you go into a cave all of a sudden and need some water type Pokemon to get you through or grass type to get you through, all you have to do is go into your menu and get them there rather than trudging back to the Pokemon Center and starting over again. I'm only mentioning this tip because I think I figured this out maybe not quite halfway through the game, but probably about a third of the way through the game. I don't know if it outright tells you, and if it does, I missed it, which means it's fairly easy to miss. So I figured it was worth mentioning for tip number four. Tip number five. And my last tip is to send Pokemon out on jobs. This is another thing I ended up either missing completely or just glossed over it when they did explain it. In the Pokemon Center, you go over to the Rotom computer and you select Check Poke Jobs. There will be listed a few different jobs that your Pokemon can complete and it will ask for a specific type of Pokemon. So you're going to want to make sure you have enough Pokemon of that specific type to make sure you get the job done. That's going to maximize your experience and rewards that you get from doing the job. The easiest way to maximize your gains from the jobs is to send as many Pokemon as you can on this specific job for the whole day, which is 24 hours. It's a great way to level up the Pokemon you have just sitting around in your Pokemon boxes in case you need to call on them at a later time. So that's all for my Pokemon Sword and Shield tips. I may end up doing tips if I play the DLC. Or maybe I'll wait till both pieces of DLC drop for Pokemon Sword and Shield before playing them and giving you tips. I really did think Sword and Shield were good games, too, uh, and I'm hoping they're kind of of a transition or stepping stone from the old way the Pokemon games were to the way the new Pokemon games are going to be. I feel like it's like a transition step. We'll see what the future holds for Pokemon. For next week's episode, I did get a request to do some of the Far Cry games, so I will probably at least have one Far Far Cry game early in the week next week, maybe Monday or Wednesday's episode. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RatedGGames. You can email me directly at RatedGGameStation at gmail.com or search for me on YouTube. I do have a partial Let's Play series on Pokemon Sword, which I will link to in the show description. So thank you everyone for listening to 10-Minute Video Game Tips from Rated G Games. I'm Dan. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time.